yes, yes. We are back. We look good today. I have a stitch shirt on and I just sit back and relax and I'm just I'm just chilling. Do not hold it against me because how good I look. Yes. You see me on the TikToks, you see me on the IG. Yes, I look very, very adorable. Yes. <laughs> and just like that, kids. We are back. Yeah, what's going on, people? How are you doing today? It's a lovely, you know, what is it, Monday? It yeah, is Monday. I don't know why the days are going together. I, you know, I'm going to get this out of the way first. I want to apologize for the last two episodes. Work life has gotten stressful. And it sounds <laughs> like I am dragging and I'm depressed, but now I've had time to relax. And mellow out and just focus. I sound so much better this week. I'm just, I'm just chilling. And it's chilling. We're gonna talk about Young Justice today, but we're gonna talk about some stuff that I saw about toy life this week. That I, I just, it could be my life rant this week. But tell them how you doing, man. I'm doing quite lovely today. I've been catching up on my comics, just, you know, chilling out and mellowing out. And we got a good topic today. So it was a good project for me for the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Yeah, I, I, I've been chilling, man. Work life, you know, uh, we had we got new management, so we got to get used to them. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little stressful. Acclimate. Yeah, you got to acclimate. Mm-hmm. And my wife is saying, yo, <laughs> you can't go to jail. There's no Netflix in jail. It's no Netflix. So, but, but, uh, yo, my life ran today. I walked around Walmart. I walked around Target. If you have, if your clearance aisle is just about the same price as a regular action figure, you did not Mm -hmm. do good for Christmas at all. Yeah. That's big facts. I just we so so to set up the story. Me and my wife are walking around Walmart. We were walking around Target, and I'm like, "Yo, there are a lot more toys on this aisle than I usually see after Christmas time." And sure enough, I said, "You know what?" It, I told my wife, "You know what it is? They didn't have a good year. All the price hikes, all mm-hmm. the all the price hikes. Everybody Hasbro in particular. Y'all want to be yeah. greedy." Y'all paying for it right now. All the right. you, the all the crappy you pulled last year, y'all paying for it. And you have the balls to like give us new, not even new figures, but updated figures at a much higher price. If this continues, people are not gonna buy your product. It's what it is. You you have mm-hmm. a decent price point, that's fine. But now when toys tossed about $30, $35 a figure, I'm mm-hmm. looking at imports like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> because that's where I am now. I'm looking at imports like. And then you got smaller companies like Valiverse, because I'm a big G.I. Joe guy, too, that literally I can get a $30 figure from Valiverse with shipping, so 40 Mm-hmm. And I'll get like 17 accessories. The articulation is immaculate as opposed to like a regular Hasbro G.I. Joe figure where you get a couple pieces, yeah. but I'm not even getting fist hands. I'm like, um, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? 
and it's 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 frustrating to no end. Like literally tomorrow, I'm out. I'm about to order like the series three Valiverse figures, and it's all females, an all female line. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, my wife goes, so what are you buying tomorrow? Because I know you're going to ask. I'm like, okay. So she's like, yeah, I want to buy some match figures. So what are they? I was like, they're the female versions. So my wife, without missing a beach. She's I like, love that. She's like, you're going to buy some bitches? I'm like, oh my God. No. Sweetie, no. I, I, you know, of course, my wife being my wife was just messing with me at this point. She's like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain to her, but I'm like, I really have no argument for this. I'm like, yes, honey, I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy some GI Joe bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that's just to say that. Listen, um, I'm supportive and everybody doing what they love. But when it breaks your pocket, you might have to rethink your priorities. That's all. a little bit, a little bit. Even even yeah, comic books, I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like eventually it'll ha- not right now, and I hope not. It'll go up a little bit, but everybody got greedy the last couple of years, and now people are paying for it. I'm like, it's, it's what it is. Look, but the f- the fact that eggs are eight. almost fucking fucking eight dollars, yeah, yeah. and where I'm at, it's fucking no, crazy. No, That's a hate crime. Eight bleeping dollars like there's yeah. no way man no way yeah. now how many how many eggs um for you know i had to get a 12 pack last night so it ran me like a good five six no nah, it was like 640 something and i was like yeah. okay that's wow. what, and it wasn't even the extra large eggs it was the regular large eggs <laughs> <laughs> i went the liquid route the liquid route is a little more cheaper mm. on the pocket like i'll just get some liquid egg whites or some liquid eggs and that's it but even yeah. that they took those out first because they saw people saw how cheap those were mm-hmm. that. i'm like get ready yeah, kids. the economy's the economy is pulling a hate crime on America, on the world, and it's it's not right. I just don't I, like it. I just don't like it. Like I know we we don't we try not to do the politics things on the show, but like I should be able literally to buy. I could buy an action figure for twenty bucks, right? And I could mm-hmm. still used to buy food for the week on twenty five bucks. Right. Right. I'm literally spending. Maybe because you know we're trying not to eat out, so that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're trying to eat healthy as much as possible. Maybe at least four hundred bucks a month. Okay, okay. It's like, yo, this is bad. So now I gotta pick and choose on what I gotta buy, what I eat, oh, for sure. what I eat. It's like, yo, this is getting out of control. And and you know what? I know I'm not the only one. I know people that hopefully listen to us, they feel that way too. It's like, you got to pick and choose what you buy. And if you're going to bring right. it, and, and we'll be real, this is just, this is a show my New Yorker. If you're not bringing me that heat that makes me want to buy your product, then I'm not going to support your product. Bottom line. Right. That's how I feel. But <laughs> guess what? We're not no more depression. We got that out of the way. We're talking about hey, young okay, justice okay. kids, young <laughs> right. And before uh, we discuss it as a whole, I want to ask you: What does young mm-hmm. justice mean to you? So, young justice, what it means to me 
It means a lot, actually. Um, I it was like a resurgence of good superhero cartoons, um, because it's not <clears throat> excuse me, um, but yeah, Young Justice was always like one of those things. I was like, okay, when I watched it on Netflix, I was like, oh, this is a good show. This is a pretty good show. Then it they started doing themes and like that what that was surprised the cartoon was doing well no it was on cartoon network first i'm tripping but yeah like cartoon network they they were talking about stuff like i was like okay this is this is some mature content for like uh a show that really didn't like i haven't found a good it i, I don't see it as a good show i don't even know how to explain it it was a better show than i expected and it ended up being as good as justice league and justice league unlimited i'll say that and that maybe it's just me, maybe it's Maybelline, but I feel like that's a, it, that's a good, it's a great like comparison to it because they don't only touch on the main characters, they go into deep dives in all of them. Um, but yeah, that's I, I I just love it because and they tell an accurate depiction of these characters as well. So like that's one of the big things that I love about it, like bringing red arrow and his daughter into into the mix like all of those things like it's amazing what about you so being a diehard dc head for 36 years i will have to say this is almost on the level of justice league on the interpretation i would add that this is an optimization of the dc universe mm -hmm. yeah in the way that, like, you know how we got, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate X-Men. Mm -hmm. It is Greg Weissman and I'm trying to think of the, the other guy. Greg Weissman and um, what's the other creator for Young Justice? Because it, it escapes me right now. Um, I actually do not remember, and I'm okay, so okay. sorry to this now, so We'll come back. I'll come back to it. The two guys yeah. that came, that created the show, essentially... Mm -hmm. it's they did their homework yeah. and it's very evident from the very first episode these guys like went into like the, the, the read every book possible from Justice Society to All Scars Squadron to Teen Titans to Justice League right. like I feel like the, the, the Justice League on Young Justice is the satellite era of the league and yeah. it's just it's just a, a a great fun stuff that I just used to read on a regular basis and I'm like wow this is really really adult like holy crap like just yeah like whew. like even the stuff in season two you're like oh my god like, like this is the storytelling we're getting like wow right just, just you know what we'll just jump right in season one opens up with robin kid flash and aqualad thinking they're gonna join the league <laughs> and the league outright tells them yeah kids not happening right. and don't forget red arrow that was the, red, that was yeah, the big red thing. arrow and and, and 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 had the best like best reaction like you know what f yeah i'm out right and the the fact that he just like when they go into it he tells them red arrow is the one who's like you guys don't even know this isn't even the real hall of justice they they do they have a satellite in space and all of them look at each other like what you do <laughs> y'all got a satellite y'all couldn't tell nobody 
Right. And I like how Batman looks at Greeno like, really, my guy? Really? You couldn't right. keep your mouth shut? Like, right. Like, you really couldn't just, like, keep that to yourself, bro? Okay, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and it's just... And, the, and those characters right out of Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Right out of Brave and the Bold. I think it's 36 where their first team up. And it's, it's so much fun. Right. And then... You know, Roy uh, Red Arrow's like, hey, yo, I'm, well, not even Red Arrow. Yeah, he's speedy still. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm out. I'll see y'all later. F you, Green Arrow. I'm out. And further proven that these guys, uh, the league had no intention on inducting these guys, inducting the kids into the Justice League at mm-hmm. all. Like, yeah, you just here. Hang out. Have fun. Right. Yeah, they don't even think about, uh, like, adding them to the roster until like episode 22 in the first season mm-hmm. and that was when they and, first made their they're, they're real considering. roster they're even right. considering they didn't even join they're just considering yeah just considering them that's the first time they even considered to be a part of it and like i i love the fact that they the first mission that they were um set to do was getting superboy and like completing that little triquatra if you will because like i mean of course, we, as we know in, like, the regular, um, it's accurate to the comics, but not because, you know, of course, it's not Dick Grayson who joins, it's Tim Drake, but it's um, still a, a gra- and it's Impulse, not um, Wally. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bart. Uh, yeah, it's Bart Allen. And, I, like, and they do eventually come in later into the show, but it is a great, like, setup for these characters, and it's kind of like a perfect amalgamation of Teen Titans and, um, and Justice League. I think like the way they mix both of those characters in and the way they flush out not only the teen I mean the young justice but justice league it's kind of amazing like in the few episodes that you have in the 30 minute span that you have like you kind of get a gist of who all these characters are like even like going not to skip ahead but going like to the Zatara episode um Zatara and Zatanna episode mm-hmm. when uh and the Doctor Fate episode as well like the way they flush those characters out to where you know where these characters are at and you know what the motivation is going forward like it's a great like it's a great beat for all of them they let you know from jump yo yeah. you want to be a hero okay death is always around well, the corner <laughs> Death is always around the corner. Stop, yo! And even the even the league, they're they're just basically you know, the league has seen some stuff, right? And and it's just it's just crazy. It's just it's, ooh. Right. And, Who's your and favorite we'll character? Ahead. Huh? Mine? Who's your favorite character? My bad. Connor. I didn't mean to catch it's you off. Connor. Like the I love Superboy. It's Connor because I identify with his story. Like Connor his first time out of the tube he's angry he's angry Mm -hmm. that superman kind of dismissed him he don't know who his family is and he's just trying to figure this out so he's essentially an angry kid trying to figure it out and it's just like if i had if i'm essentially the world's i'm a clone of the world's best superhero and that guy and superman tells me listen um mm, I don't know how to feel about all of this. You mm-hmm. look like me, but you're not mine. Essentially, what? Superman, they made Superman a, uh, um, a, a horrible dad. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. There's, no way they, there's no way that justifies it. Superman's supposed to be the best 
hero period yeah. that's guy and immediately they made him a um a not so great father it does fix itself later on yeah i actually think it, it was a good beat for them i think it was a good good beat for them though like especially with like his especially not even like this is a new beat for super uh, superman i love when they like take those steps because it's kind of like going back to my background with x-men like it's kind of like when gene gray finds out about rachel summers and like she kind of rejects that idea of her like it is kind of that aspect where like you you just find out that there's there's a whole clone of you and i love the episode specifically where they talk about that uh where batman pulls him aside and is, is like hey you need to deal with your kid like and he's like he's not my son and he walks out and he's like batman has is the mvp of this show he's like a a a a superman a a that's your kid right that's your kid get your shit together and when batman has to tell you to be a good father i think we need to reevaluate your on your life decisions but because um and and and, and let me add that in this show batman's the best dad on that show he's not perfect he's not perfect i give the tar that zatara he he wins that for me you think so okay fair yeah okay fair enough enough. he made the ultimate sacrifice i mean like that was a that was an episode guys like let's like let's 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 talk about it if we're going to talk about it Um, let's go through each character as a whole so let's do okay uh connor i think has uh, overall has the best story arc yeah i I love that his first like the the first episode and the first mission is them saving connor without them realizing and getting their actual their fourth member and Mm -hmm. i love his art i do love his arc that he's the youngest but he's also kind of older as well and like they actually like talk about that and go through it now the episodes where he is going like finding out about like his like his dad like you know i mean about superman and trying to like mm-hmm. get to know him and them like coincidentally going on the same mission i love that beat where they're like where Sp- superman doesn't know what to say and he's just like okay gotta go and it is it is a a bad characterization for super Superman, but also a good story arc for um for Connor. And um, not to mention that, like, I, uh, on some level, I get Superman's every person. If you see this kid that just came out of a test tube that looks like you, yeah, I would freak out a little bit too, honestly. Yeah. And and they yeah. mean you know, and, and and that's the thing I have to. Uh, people have to realize they made superman human like really human like oh why the fuck do you look like me oh yo i'm out (laughs) (laughs) just it just breaks out but they they, you know what i like how they settle on in the end and 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 i I guess i should say this spoilers for already possibly a five-year show right you should be ashamed of yourself if you haven't seen it if you have not seen Young Justice at all, get off this podcast. Right, watch it. Go watch it. Like I think it's it on. Is... I, it's on HBO Max now, right? HBO Max now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on HBO Max. You don't have to know nothing going in. You don't have yeah. to read no comic books. You don't have to like do an internet search. No, and and don't and don't listen to like if your first instinct is to watch a YouTube. <clears throat> a youtube video reaction don't do that don't deny yourself that 
go in there with fresh eyes right and go watch the show and don't let no one tell you otherwise go enjoy it every episode is 20 minutes long you get a beginning middle and end in each story like uh um, but i um one thing i did i love that um they brought about with connor like they showed his like anger issues with um with a lot of things like the and you kind of see is he kind of has like a ptsd kind of if you will like with certain things like say like episode yeah that episode three um where he go like episode three or four i think when miss martian joins the team and or maybe it's two whichever one of those like when she starts like telepathically speaking to them and he instantly freaks out because he spent his whole life being controlled by those genomes and when you get into that like when you like get into like oh wait this guy is kind of still traumatized from what he's dealing with and they deal with it without saying it but they deal with it in a good way for him and like the and it's kind of crazy that the girl he ends up you know hating instantly is the girl that he ends up you know loving for all these things mm-hmm. and oof, and the beat they go through throughout the throughout the show is kind of a great beat as well but yeah man yeah but connor uh connor is also one of my favorite characters he was also one of my favorite characters when i first started reading teen titans and and young justice as well young justice was always like one of my favorite ones and like there's a throwaway episode the hot for a halloween episode in the first season when um one of the cheerleaders boyfriends who was actually watching it yes yeah mal duncan like that i i was just like okay and bumblebee is his girlfriend i was like okay Mm -hmm. this is the good beat i was like i did not realize it until i rewatched it again i was like that is so cool and but he's wearing his old costume his original like superboy costume and he's like yeah he's like uh yeah i'm doing superman but better he's like nah i can't see it i i i laughed i died laughing watching that and i was just like i can't wait until this comes back into play i i I love that costume that was one of my favorite costumes and i love they're putting him back in it in the comics but um yeah um who what else do you love about him you're forgetting the one aspect that we're skipping over. So spoilers again. He's Lex Luthor's kid too. I was I was waiting for you to say it. I I was going I was I was going to do okay, it. I was okay. waiting for you. Yeah, you're the son of the best man on the planet and the worst man on the planet. This has to this has to mess with you on so many levels. Right. Just it it's. And 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 we have to say the voice actors they got because he, the the voice actor did Superboy and Superman mm-hmm. is oh. perfect, yeah, perfect. Hell, like, even Lex Luthor is good. Yeah, man, it's just like oof. in the episode when he finds out about. I'm I'm glad they kind of waited for it because with certain aspects like they do a great um, job of adding that he knows certain things like a lot of like technological things or science things that he really shouldn't know but he just instinctually knows and it's because of his parentage of lex luthor and i love they do that they even do it in titans which i love as well like they he randomly just knows a lot of stuff that he should not know but he's just smart like that instinctually because he's lex luthor's son and i kind of love the the beat that they go through with the the there's a mole 
the being mm-hmm. there being a mole in the um first episode um first season that was a good beat and it wasn't just one possible mole through the season you find out that there's more than one and it's it's and then, then it ends up possibly being superboy as one of them as well because of you know what his yeah. uh what lex gave him in the in episode 22 um when well, the they talk yeah the patches yeah when it suppresses his thing and when he finds out that about his clone match or the that he's the clone he's the second clone and not the first one and that matches the original it's it's a good beat it's a good beat straight out of superboy comic books Ooh, all right let's jump into our next character okay let's do uh my boy calder all right you, you got the floor so first and foremost i loved calder um I, cause I, I fell in love with Calder's from, from jump, like from the first episodes and the fact that they made him the, um, the original, the leader of the team was a great beat, I think for, uh, as well. Um, especially like his tactician, like the fact that Cy- Aquaman's sidekick ends up being your, <laughs> your leader, it, that, that's crazy. That's, that's an, a beat that you wouldn't expect, but he ends up being a great leader, like from the jump and you kind of see it growing until they decide to make him leader in episode three or four. And it's kind of a good, it's a, the way they do his demeanor, the way he presents himself, I love it. And of course, as you know, we, we find out later on that he's a part of the LGBT community. He is bisexual, and I love it. Um, but his be uh, the episode, I believe it's like, I believe it's like eight. Um, yeah, eight episode eight. So when he goes back and he like kind of has that, like I don't know if I want to join the team fully because my heart is still in Atlantis and you find out that he was dating Tula and he was a part of, uh, and the fact that he knows sorcery as well, um, him and Tula and Garth as well, the original, original Aqualad for in the comics, for those who don't know, um, he, they all trained under mirror at the sorcery Academy or whatever it's called. And I do love that the little beat that he goes back home and he finds out that Tula is dating Garth now and it kind of solidifies his decision to go back. Um, but his his arc is also a great arc throughout the show. Um, his the way he t- makes decisions, takes decisions, and also he notif- he he uh, acknowledges that these other the characters' faults and weaknesses, but he also knows that he's not a forever leader for these people. He always like from the jump, like from the minute they decided that he was like, "I'm going to hold this character, I'm going to hold this leader position until Dick is ready to take the um, position as you know Robin," and it, it is kind of a great beat for him. Like I think, yeah, I've, I've talked about him. I can talk about him all day. What do you like about him? Well, he has another duality too. Mm-hmm. He's the son of Black Manta. Yeah. Bum bum bum. Right. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, are they going to reveal it? The- oh, they're going to reveal it." Oh. Right. They didn't reveal it till like no, what season two. You didn't learn till season two, but like mm-hmm. I knew in the comic book. I'm like, oh. yeah. But um. I feel bad because that episode in particular where he goes back to Atlantis and he's like, your best friend is 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 hanging Ugh. out with your girl on a regular basis. Hey, yo, my man, for real? Right. Hit you with this Atlanta sorcery and I just break out. Right. 
it just <sighs> oh, you feel you feel so bad for him, man. And then for Homegirl to die later on. Oh my god, yeah. I'm glad I was kinda hoping that we would get to see that, like and experience that, but oof. So yeah, so Young Justice did a trash video game that they wanted people to pay attention to. Didn't do so good. I forgot about that game. I wanted they, to get they, that yeah, game. Yeah, because that's where she dies. Uh I'm Are you kidding. serious? Yeah, so yeah. we had to get the games to see her die. You have to get the crappy game to uh, to to realize that she died. Though I guess I think I'm going to get it, guys. I don't know. No, 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 no. Don't do this. Listen, just 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 watch the cutscenes on YouTube, and you'll be just fine. I am currently going on Best Buy to see how much it costs, and <laughs> getting it. I am not going to hold you, audience. Um, that is what I'm currently doing. Bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i yeah I, I want that and i need that kind of because i wanted yeah, that game when she, that so first came died, out she dies in the video game and you learn that's, why that's cold they, they could at least like gave us like a a little comic book little uh this corner panel being like go check out movie go check out the game like they, they hold for that that's what's so, up so we do have to say um the network it was on was not great for this show yeah because if you watch this show in real time like i was a guy who watched the show in real time mm-hmm. and they'd be weeks before a new episode comes out before you yeah. even realize an episode was out yeah and then you you have to like man you have to be near um what you really gonna buy the game aren't you i i am i am i am i'm not gonna hold Just you hey jesus anyway so <laughs> um yeah, man, it just uh, Calder is awesome, and he is a Jeff Johns creation. For those that know, mm-hmm. Jeff Johns created many characters. Yes, and uh, Calder was definitely one of them. And it, yeah. it's just um, Jeff Johns is honestly a, a father of Teen Titans to me. I, I love him. Yeah. He is one of my one of the big ones. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's pretty cool. All right, Dick Grayson. Um, of course. Let's talk about it. The Boy Wonder, Acrobat, Circus Performer, Teen Titan, the man who later becomes Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Robin is awesome. Simply put, Dick Grayson, who had his uh, parents meet their faithful and at an early age, Batman takes this young kid in and um, teaches um, help. Um, Helps Dick find the man who uh, killed his. Uh, mm-hmm. Helps Dick find the man who killed his dad, his his family, and um, the reason being, you learn later, because Bruce didn't want Dick to be like uh, to Dick to be right. like Batman. Right. We find out that he took him at the age of nine. Yeah, nine. Mm. But that's mm. in the comic book too. Like, yeah, he was fighting. He was showing. He was giving hands to dudes twice his age at nine years old. Mm-hmm. Child soldiers. That that just <laughs> just 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 how? Hey hey, you got beat up by Robin the Boy Wonder. Yeah, how old is it? The kid is like nine years old. Nine. That boy is a marvel. That's why I don't feel bad if when <laughs> when I hear stories about like, uh, oh, I guess you found out the price, right? Yeah, how they much? got me. Why did they say at Walmart it costs forty dollars? You got me 
entirely effed up guys i'm so sorry respectfully um y'all can kiss my whole ass and on that one i'm definitely gonna look on my um into on xbox live on the on the on there see what it's like because um uh, i'm buying it guys (laughs) sorry you you know you were warned and the next time we good we're on a podcast and you'll be like Mm -hmm. this game sucks people said that about the marvel avengers game and i love that game to this day that game is amazing. Uh, like this is the free advertising. This is a free advertisement for Marvel because oh um, for God. those who didn't want to play that game, it's a great game, and it's the story mode is top tier. Um, moving on. <laughs> so anyway, so essentially, Bruce doesn't want Dick to be like Bruce, and he turns out to be one of the best characters, but he is super young because he's just, he's thirteen in the show. Like, thirteen, mm-hmm. thirteen, yeah, thirteen uh, in yeah. the show because Calder's the oldest. Hmm. Calder's the oldest, so he's yeah. thir- he's thirteen in the show, and he's just throwing hands to everybody. But right. his character growth—you really don't get it in the first season. You no. see shade, no. You see you shade. See, yeah, you see little shades because, like, I do love the beat that <laughs> in the first episodes he just randomly disappears in the mission. And that's how he starts the mission and just disappears on them. He's like, "Why did you guys follow my lead?" He said, "I'm sorry. You just disappeared on us and you expect us to follow your lead." And of course, we know because that's how him and Batman operate. They don't have to like they say in the show like you guys don't have to worry about like telling each other because you guys move seamlessly together and that's one of the great things i loved about calder because he instantly picked up on that and he's like but we are not batman and you like we are trying to like be a team you have to lead by example and say what you mean and like i do love that beat about him like he just starts disappearing in in the beginning of the mission he's like (laughs) like (laughs) can you imagine being in the middle of the mission he's just like where the fuck Right, you just you laughter. Like, is the Joker around? What the f- right, motherfucker! I didn't even tell you the mission yet. Can we wait a second? Can we hold just, a beat? Just pull back, pull back, just pull back. This is Ghost. But you don't get a lot. Of, well, honestly, you don't get a lot of Dick Grayson background at all, except for one episode when for Haley Circus. That's it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The episode like twenty five. Yeah, that yeah, was good. That, that's it. Ooh, that was, I, there must have been a moratorium on bad characters. That was right. That, yeah, I'm, I'm glad because we don't need all them. We don't need all them in there. I'm sorry. Like you know, I think we people, people, people know about know more about Batman and Robin. So I, I, I yeah, lie. yeah, I I do. But they allowed some more in it. Like as it went on, though, like mm-hmm. they ended. I was kind of hoping that Batgirl was going to show up more. Like I was kind of hoping that we would see her. Which we'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a second. Yeah, All I right. kind of wanted her. I wanted more of her though. Um, but she was real good. I do. Um, I do love that they. Yeah, I do love the way they like slowly added in characters. Though that was a good. That was a good beat. Yeah, man. Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. He's uh. He was, I loved him, but he was honestly out of all the original ones, he was kind of my least favorite. Um, but I loved him. Wally West, the mm-hmm. youngest kid alive. And the I fastest today, kid alive. The fastest kid, well, one of them. One of the fastest kids <laughs> One of those things. Essentially, Barry, you look, Barry's kind of a dick. Because essentially, he became Kid Flash because Barry felt guilty. Because Wally created the, uh, the, the, uh, the accident that gave Barry mm-hmm. his power. Yeah, he recreated it. Mm-hmm. 
so but but they made it more real like yeah the only way because you became kid flash because uh you hurt yourself yeah well now you're kid flash now well have fun buddy aha join me on runs like oh sweet sweet jesus technically it wasn't his fault that was wally being wally and wally wally and all around because he just yeah he just he just wanted to be he's very impulsive he's Mm -hmm. he's he's you would a choke big flirt. Wally. Yes, you would choke Wally and still love him afterward. Right. You'd be like, Wally, yo, yo, shut the f- shut up. And then right. you'd be like, all right, my guy, just just chill. Just, just mm-hmm. chill. You, right. His love for McGann. His love for McGann is um is amazing. I love them together. I, I loved him flirting with her. And then like of course you find out later it's a like a, a coping me- mechanism as well. Like, cause we, because I do want to get into like, sir, I do want to get into the episodes as we go on, um, while we doing this, but like his beat to him and Artemis and like their their hate for each other and their their romance how it blossomed, I kind of love it. It ends up being a good beat for her later on in the um season. Well, when she the harrowing moment happens in season two, which we will get into. We I. I uh, we we gonna get into that later, but uh, yeah, the 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 relationship that they have and the relationship that he has throughout it, like people always kind of forget that Wally is a scientist. Like their family is a family of scientists, and I think that that's one of the things that they. I'm glad they emphasize in these show in the show that he he's very smart. Smart, like his episode when he goes through the whole um, episode seven when he goes through the uh, the Doctor Fate. Um, episode when him and Kent go Nelson like their relationship is kind of really great because it's like it's literally an episode of magic and science clashing together and his beat to where he doesn't believe in magic and anything he tries to explain away everything that happens throughout the episode and him kind of having to come to the terms that magic does exist in some aspects whether you will admit it or not it does and when he gets to when he puts the when nelson kent nelson dies uh the original and for people who don't know that's the original uh user of the helm of naboo uh and for as doctor people would know dr fate but when Kent Nelson dies at the end of that episode and he has to put on the helmet and he fights using Naboo and it's kind of a will he let him go and I kind of love that that beat where he has to like accept like magic is real and he used that as one of his souvenirs and that's one of my favorite beats I loved about him too like he would get a souvenir for each mission and yes. I, I kind of love that like at the end of episode like that's he that's what he does each one like especially his uh his episode 20 on uh, season one when he goes to help the girl get her heart um uh, to give the queen her heart oh the princess yes princess yes. had uh Perdita Perdita Perdi- is that Perdita was that Perdita Perdita yes Perdita Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. So she was the she was the niece of Doctor. I mean, of Doctor Voodoo. I'm not Vertigo. Count Vertigo. That was it. Um. Right yeah. Out of the comic book kids. Mm-hmm. Right out of the comic books. That and like where he's running. That's yes. right from his first series. Oh, was it? When he, yeah. Um. It's right from his first series when he first became the Flash. They just huh. made it more, yeah. I love that. Okay, that's I see even more. Like once again, when the right people are in the room, the the work gets done, y'all. Yeah. Like they they did their homework on this show. Like they they studied all of Teen Titans, Young Justice, all of them, and I kind of appreciate it. Even from like 
like Artemis. Like nobody. Let's really talk about it because let's talk. Nobody about knew it. Artemis. Artemis next. No, nobody knew about Artemis like before this. Like I, w- I thought I was the only one who cared about Artemis, and she, she is, she is, she's that girl. I kind of, I kind of love her, and like for some who don't know, she's kind of a mixture of, um. What is her name? Mia, uh, Mia Darden, I believe. Yeah, um, she's Mia Darden. Yeah, she's the she's the sister of Cheshire Cheshire Cat. She's the son, the daughter of Sportsmaster, and I forgot what her mother's real name. Um, Jade. Sports, Jade. That's it. Thank you. No, no, the, no. Jade's her sister's Jade. name. Jade's her sister's name. Oh, oh, God. Um, right. We'll 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 find it. But I did I did want to also say um the creator the other creator of the Young Justice was Brandon Vietti. That was the ah, that was the name. Yes. Got you. I got almost you. said Greg Verlanti. <laughs> right. Uh, what does he not have his hand in though? Like I almost said Greg, Greg move your head. Like, Wait, that's not it. I know that's not it. Okay. Continue. But um yeah, Artemis was a uh, is a great character to be um now. Her, her, because her, because first jump out straight out the gate. Her, she has a compelling story because you find out that she is the sister of Cheshire Cat, and like, but you can still tell tell that she's still hiding a secret. And I kind of love her beat to where in episode four they go on a covert mission. Uh, the four of them, I believe, I believe was Miss Martian there yet? No, I think that was the episode Miss Martian was coming in. But when she goes through the beat of um when they go on a covert mission and uh, arrow ends up saving kid flash and they use that as a souvenir, then come to find out it ends up being Artemis is the one who originally saved them. Yes, exactly. It's the call. Right. And they like, she doesn't even come into like episode six or so, I believe. Mm -hmm. And like, not, I think, no, I think later on, but she does. Um, when she comes in, like people, like they didn't even know it was her. Um, who saved them and like automatically Kid Flash doesn't like her because he feels like she's trying to replace Red Arrow. It was episode six. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, when it feels like he's trying to replace, she's trying to replace Red Arrow and they, and he instantly doesn't like her. And I, I, and that's of course because they, him and, uh, Red Flash or Red Flash, Red Arrow were g- great friends. But the way that Best they, friends. yeah, the way she like goes through that, that beat and the way that she ends up possibly being one of the moles is kind of a great beat as well. Um, and when you find out about her story, like her mom is a, um, is a reformed, uh, convict and she's trying to actually like better her well, trying to want bet more for her kids, especially getting out of prison, um, and being and their kids being raised by sports master and the beat of her sister leaving her, um, as a kid and she having to like fend her for herself at, um, with Sportsmaster as a kid. I kind of wish that they dive more into that. Um, but I would assume that it wasn't a, a nice childhood or anything you could really show on Cartoon Network at that time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I completely understand that. But I, I kind of love her. She has one of the more compelling storylines throughout the show, actually. And I kind of love that. And, and w- which rounds out our last, well, I guess... Satana Rocket, but the oh, original yeah. six, Miss mm-hmm. Megan. Yeah. And she's got a tragic backstory, man. It's it's about the realest story. Everybody else is mostly wholesome and, and pretty cool. Yeah. But when you learn about her history, where essentially the green were better than the white Martians, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's an allegory for something. What mm-hmm. her whole story is an allegory. Like I, like 
her whole transformation into what she what she looks like and how she appears and how she feels on the inside all of it like um, go ahead go ahead to, uh what do you go ahead give your beats no man it's just you just um that she when she's tell well first of all let's start with the first one mm-hmm. she's based off her whole character on a i guess a 80s sitcom Hello, Megan. I'm like, what the? F-? And you know, I, like my my first thought was, oh no, this can't end well, because the, if you're basing your whole identity on an '80s, I guess an '80s sitcom, oh, this can't end well. But then you learn later how um, she like her her Martian form is like something how to like alien and stuff, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> right, right. But she was freaking out about it. it was like, you know, you know what it was like for me. Everybody judged me from jump, and and there was like civil wars between the the green and the white. It's like, man, this like really, really, really messed me up. And I'm like, I don't just don't know how to feel. But it just right. uh, the episode, my favorite episode of the season what I like to call the Kobayashi Maru episode where mm. you learn she's really powerful and everybody would have died in that dream sequence. Yes. That episode. And that that is a that is also one of my favorite episodes as well. Great minds. Um her that episode when they go through there for those who don't know, there's a simulation episode for those who should know. <laughs> uh yeah. there is an episode where they go through a mind simulation uh and they're aware of it going in. Uh they go through a mind simulation where everything is destined to get worse as they go along. And it's kind of a preparing them for a no-win scenario throughout the whole um simulation. And when they go in in the first traumatic event that happens is they lose artemis and she dies in the simulation and because megan's mind is so powerful she ends up taking over and she her mind ends up taking over the whole sim and everyone thinks like the whole thing is real so they forget instantly that it's not a simulation and because of that artemis go slips into a coma because her mind thinks that she's dead mm-hmm. and throughout the show you see her like you see them kind of deal with uh things keep getting worse and it's kind of and that's really one of the big artemis episodes um yeah episode 12 that's a big artemis episode um because you see her and robin and it's kind of a good emphasis that you don't have to be a super powered being to be a superhero because the last two people who were who were standing was her and robin and i kind of love that and yeah that 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 episode that she that you find out that well, when John, um, when John tells her that, well, tells Batman that she is possibly the strongest mind in, on this planet, and that she that he's ever encountered, and John is a, a is very powerful himself yeah. as a telepath, so like that says something, and like he's and she's only, she's only um she's only a teenager, so like we can well, you can well, only imagine in human terms, yes, yeah, at, at like that time she's forty hundred years old. No, she's forty eight. Um, uh, she's forty eight human years. Um, it's, oh. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Thor. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. No, she yeah, she's 48 human um, Earth years, but in Martian years, she's an adolescent. So, 
like you kind of get that you kind of see that when she does when she does and when she wants to she will get powerful and you see that when she fights simon again um because oh we didn't even talk about the episode where they go in and they lose all lose their memories because um that was one of my favorite episodes as well um when they go to what like when they find um, they first meet sim um simon like first of all i love the i love his villain name i do not know why simon with a p <laughs> with a p in front of it yeah it's man. it's just so clever uh, titans villains the um the uh, oh what are they called the fearsome five there you go the fearsome five yes oh yeah he is oh yeah that doesn't matter simon Shim- Glint- no shimmer mammoth gizmo and i feel like i'm on dr light but you don't see him till later or if at all i don't think you see him at all actually right oh. uh, but oh, no when they one memory. part of that kobayashi maru episode the league kind of gave him ptsd after that kind of messed with them a little bit oh who you don't remember that so remember the end everybody was just like essentially like freaking out kind of the league kind of gave him ptsd because everybody died in the episode yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. Good look, man. And that, and that's also, and then the next following episode is when they all go through therapy, which was a great episode for me too. Yes. I love a beat where superheroes go through therapy because I feel like it is needed. I do not know why that was a good episode, and they all like, they all kind of, and you. That's where you kind of find out about like more about Kid Flash, like using his flirting as a coping mechanism, because when he goes through his like. Uh, therapy with black canary like he instantly starts flirting with her when things start getting too real and personal mm-hmm. and when you find out about artemis that's the real thing where you kind of find out that the league know about artemis's like background but they choose yeah. not to tell the league um the the other kids and i i do love that they respect her like wishes for that um but yeah like oh, that doesn't want to be batman yeah, he finds out that he doesn't he realizes that he doesn't want to be batman after that moment and he doesn't like the he doesn't want to have to make those choices that Batman has to make. And mm-hmm. I kind of love, I kind of love that beat for him. Cause that's, I think that's always at the heart, like what Dick should be like, he should want to be better than Batman. I feel like he should want to do differently than Batman. And I kind of love that about him and Tim. Um, but yeah, like, and our, um, we find out about Connor, um, Connor being kind of relieved that, um, that everyone was dead because he kind of, because of his like resentment of everybody, everybody thinking and wanting him to be um, be better than Superman or be Superman, mm-hmm. and he just like his relationship with Superman is just when it's done, it's done. It was done. Um, yeah, I, I kind of love it, they did it as um, his very right. But getting back to McGann though, um, I do want I do love that um, McGann's <clears throat> McGann's whole story is kind of like it was a strong catalyst for like a lot of metaphors that she, um, that you go into it. Like her, especially like her trying to culturally get back into, get into earth. Like, cause you know, as, as we all know, well, people who don't know Martians, they, they speak telepathically and they, they share everything. So it's kind of going in like that being her first mindset to um, communicate telepathically. And then even the metaphor of like her, her learning how to learning earth culture by watching tv 
Like, how many stories have we heard of people from India, people from uh, from Mexico, everybody learning from just watching uh, like old sitcoms and learning from 80 sitcoms? That mm-hmm. was a great metaphor going into it. And like, I, I kind of love that she like she based her whole persona on that and <laughs> and how she speaks and everything. And from her. <laughs> From the randomness of Hello, Megan. Like, first of all, I can't tell you, um, rewatching this, how many times I randomly say, Hello, Megan, every time I like, every time I'm like, Aaron, you how know could you? If you say that to me, I would probably like want to throw something at you. Like, every time. <laughs> every time. I can't know. tell you. Every time I messed up throughout the house, I was like, I dropped something. I'm like, Hello, Megan. It, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem right now, but um, I'm getting through it. I'm recovering. Um, you need help. You need help. Uh, I don't know if it's a problem, more of a solution for my life now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but also her, um, but her big metaphor of it, um, when she meets, when you find out that her persona is based on. Uh, per on a actual sitcom when mm-hmm. she meets Marie Logan um, and you find out that she is actually the son the daughter I mean the mother of Garfield Logan who is Beast Boy yeah and that episode was um was great for uh, was great as well like her having to like get to know her idol essentially and you find out the reason why she took the name of Megan uh of Megan because she just loved the fact that all of her problems could be solved in the 30 minute sitcom that everything would be and everything would be all right in the end. And that that was her first introduction into earth culture and, and full well, it can't. Right. Exactly. Knowing full well, it can't exactly. Especially with her background being ouch. Shiza. Um, I hit my, uh, my knee guys. Sorry. Oh, get God. Saying hello, Megan. <laughs> Shut up. Oh God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when you find out like she's a white Martian, like I think you find out that episode, um, that she's a white Martian or the episode before that, and you see her go through the the aspect that she says like this is who I am, and even when she, when they find out that that's not her real form, and they ask her to show her real form, she doesn't show them because she's afraid that they're going to look at her differently because of it. Um, but when when she says like this is who I am, when she transforms back into her green form that everybody know her as, they she kind of says like this is who I oh this is who I feel I am inside. And of course we know that's like a metaphor for a lot of things, but like more essentially it's kind of like a trans metaphor as well. And the episodes going like further when they. <laughs> The episodes when they're not on Cartoon Network and they get switched on to HBO Max when they really get to talk about it, um, which we'll get into in other episodes. But um, yeah, they like they really get into the trans metaphor of her, um, especially when she goes back to meet her parents in her form that she sees herself in now and she actually gets to talk about it. Um, it that's a that's a powerful episodes like when i tell you it gave me chills watching uh watching her metaphor um i mean watching her episodes but yeah like her whole her whole persona everything about her i i kind of love she's one of my favorite characters i think throughout that series except when she you know does the mind thing with connor (laughs) we'll talk about it and we'll get into it we gonna get into it one today Right, we're right. Season we're doing season. We gonna get we gonna get into season two a little bit later in a, in a little bit. Just, 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 just. I got you. Just. 
Anywho, which rounds out the last character, Artemis. No, did we do Artemis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. That's, the last person is Rocket, and uh, we don't really get that much of her in the first much. season. We just get her like she literally comes in the second to last episode. But like, I do love her in it. I do love that she is technically like not one of the originals, but one of the you know first to be joined into it. Because we talk yeah. about either. Oh, poor thing. You oh, to lose your dad. Oh, Zatara, Zatana, Zatana. Oh my god, how can I forget Zatana? To lose your dad for this superhero life. Mm-hmm. And the last thing he asks is Bruce to take care of my kid. So like, I got you. Technically, let's call it what it is. It's her fault. I'm I'm so sorry to this man. It's it's her fault. Um like she the she shouldn't have put on that helmet. I don't know why she thought she should have. You, like you didn't even first of all, you didn't even allow the situation to be the worst possible scenario. You just like all you heard was that. And my thing is, you knew that you possibly could like. And I don't even think she really heard them to say that you can't get out of the helmet once you put it on. Yeah. Like you didn't even really get the whole gist of why you shouldn't put on the helmet. You put it on anyway, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a a beat for her um yeah i was like that's that's her fault and i do love like um of course we'll get into it later on but her her you know trying to her whole arc later on is great um but zatana zatana i do love her like initial jumping in i kind of love that they made her a kid for um with them because i liked her in like tim's flirtation like in throughout that first one Oh God, yes, Tim. I mean, Dick. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, but her and Dick Grayson's like um, connections throughout that. I was like, this is amazing because, as we know in the comics, sometimes Batman and Zatanna will flirt. So I was like, this is, you know, keeping in the family. But uh, and I like this. It's nice. <laughs> but like his, there. What? Oh, you don't like them together? No. I don't. I don't like. I like them as a, like a fling. I don't I like them. Like, I don't want them together. I feel like uh, Bruce and it's like flirting. I don't know how to put it. In in the era I kind of grew up when I was reading Justice League, mm-hmm. she had to been like. There's a ten year gap between them. Oh, okay. I, I would say that there's at least a ten year gap between them. If Bruce is twenty eight, she's like eighteen. Hmm. That's how I feel. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But I feel like it's that's acceptable not that nowadays. Yeah, but it I, depends no, on no twenty eight and eighteen. That's that's different. But yeah, but yeah, like I can see them as like a, a random hookup kind of thing. Not not anything more than that. I that's all I see them as. Nah, nah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that immediately you established that her and Dick flirt around and they mess around. Right. Yeah, I do like them. Yeah, but I like. Mm. But Zatanna's like arc throughout it. I do like. I did like how they yeah uh, they jumped her in and like they they first the first um minute they get jump in they go on a mission to um I think it's episode fifteen they go on a mission to try to get Red Tornado back because one of the big arcs in it is that Red Tornado is um they think that Red Tornado is the initial mole in the show and throughout it you kind of see them go through that arc of um them trying to like them not get being satisfied that the justice league saying that this is a justice league matter and the justice league will handle it and them just deciding oh no 
we're no, going to go handle this together. Right. No, we good. We're we going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's our first thing thing. Like, um, my father doesn't have to know if you won't kidnap me. And, and Artemis said, oh, yeah, she's going to fit in perfectly Welcome here. To the family. Right. To the family. Right. And they all just go on the mission to help um, to go um, get Red Tornado. And then we find out Red Tornado has siblings, Red Inferno and Red Torpedo. Yeah. And like, I and I kind of hey, love that. I like the one. Um, it was the they 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 created Tornado, the second the th- fourth one, um, red volcano. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah like i i kind of hope i kind of wanted them to live at the end of that i i was kind of upset i wanted red inferno and red torpedo to live but i i'm whatever say la vie <laughs> but right. like so i would say this because mm-hmm. now we talked about everybody what is your top five favorite episodes of season one? Ooh, top five um okay so of course, it's going to be the episode where they all lose their memories and go to Bialya. Um, That's one of the first ones. The other one is the episode where they, where um, Kid Flash talks to Dr. Fate and they have that kind of faith in, uh, faith in science kind of thing. Ooh, what is another one? Um, oh, um, the episode where Garth go um Garth goes home. I do love that episode. I don't know, not know why Calder. I love that episode so much. Yeah, well Calder um well yeah, Calderam. Yeah, well Calderam goes home, you're right, you're right. No, scratch that. The episode away. where they get traumatized. Um where they Ooh, all yes. when they all get traumatized in that mind simulation. That is one of my favorite episodes I was about to forget. Um, and also the one where they find crypto because I don't think we even I'm not crypto wolf because um, remember he, yes and we find out that wolf is um, that crypto already exists and so now we just got two super wolves out here in these streets yeah, yeah, super yeah. dogs and becomes a mainstay in that show yes the wolf I'm like oh my god <laughs> right I I and oh the episode where they um oh it's also the episode where they do therapy. Uh, when and also when the new gods come in and Connor helps them um, to help get Sphere back. Okay, mine is when Calder goes back to Atlantis mm-hmm. because it's beautifully animated. Yes, it's beautifully animated. Beautifully. Um, what's the up? Uh, where they're holding on when they're fighting the Injustice Gang. Ooh, smart, smart, smart. And they're fighting the Injustice Gang, and then this is the first time they act together. They're acting together really fully as a team. Mm-hmm. They're not up to. Uh, they hold them off. They don't actually win. I just want to say that. Specify that. Okay, so when Wally becomes less selfish, and he's trying to save the girl, and he's fighting off Vandal Savage. Ooh, okay. Oh yes. When yes. he's fighting off Vandal Savage. Cold-hearted. That was a good episode. Okay, so, and then... Okay, so that's three... You learn... Four is when they learn about Dick Grayson's background. And you get you get the first hint of an, the apocalypse invasion. Mm. That's slowly coming. That's slow... Slowly... Coming because we don't know mm-hmm. if we're getting season five, and yeah, it's a whole thing. 
and which leads to five when they say they save the Justice League, completing the, the their storyline from the very first episode. Mm-hmm. And 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 before we get into season two, we've ne- we have not talked about the villains at all. Vandal Savage is a beast. As a supervillain plan, it's all he wants to do is make humankind better than you. Great again. <laughs> Think you know, about it. I, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I hear it. I yep. get it. Mm-hmm. Still. Vandal Savage is the monster. Let's yeah, call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, guys, season one, I think for me, is probably the best written seasons in DC TV, period. Ooh, I take, I take, I take. I, I don't know. Season season two was a good was a good beat though. Um I love and here's the thing. I like season two. I do. But me personally, as a, if I consider season one a consistent origin story, it's mm-hmm. good. It's amazing. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And I tell you, all right, so let me let me do this. We are gonna take a quick break. We will be right back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. <laughs> Rick James, bitch, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Uh, let's let's get back into this, y'all. Uh, where do we where do we even leave off at? We were talking about the light, and we realized they want to make Earth great again. Oh yeah, Vandal Savage of it all. Like the light is such a great concept to me. I thought that that was a it's, that was a great it's a villain. Beat. Of Legion of Doom. Yeah, like and the fact that and the fact that they they made it in Justice Society as a as the proxy as a as a not even this is a figurehead basically like uh as a a smoking gun if you will Mm -hmm. to like throw them off the scent of who the real people are and (laughs) the fact that the joker and poison ivy and all these big hitters think that they're the big part of this um organization Mm -hmm. it's hilarious and when he and when joker and them find out that they aren't specifically joker he loses his shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you, you do not put baby in a corner, and that go- same goes for Joker. You do not, you do not put him in a in a corner because people forget this man is crazy, but he's a crazy genius when he needs to be. And I just, it's mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. man. Listen, so this this season is essentially about secrets and lies, and yes. growing up and accepting that if you want this superhero life. Guess what? Right, you gotta pay the cost. It, it, you gotta pay the cost to be the boss, baby. Right. Period. You, you can't walk no line without getting shot at. <laughs> that part, like, there's always gonna be risk in this, in this game. Like, and I, I think that these were they 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 told a smart story. Like, especially like for Cartoon Network, the teacher, which the man can teach children how to hold their own. He's yeah. literally, I hate saying it, but it, he is literally the best parent of that show. Which in the show. Which brings me to my next point. 
Batman, Red Tornado, Black Canary, Shazam, Aquaman, The Flash. Can can we talk about Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel of I it all? I love Captain Marvel. He, he was such a great character beat for them. Like, his whole, even though he had the smallest arc, like, in, in there, but, like, he just... He was a great, like, addition to them because he never gets to, because he's also a kid. People, for, like, yeah. I think, and, you know, the Justice League didn't know that, but he's also a kid. And even though he has the body of an adult man, he's still a kid at will. And, like, the fact that he also looks up to these young Justice characters and he sees them kind of like as a big brother. Like, when he goes and keeps getting nachos for Kid Flash <laughs> and, like, does all their chores and everything... And, like, you can see that he doesn't really get this chance to really be a, a superhero and be a kid at the same time. Yeah. And it is an amazing beat for them. I, I kind of loved his arc. Um, and Canary. He, Canary is also, for those who don't know, Canary is one of my favorite uh, superheroes, period, point blank. Um, I like her character. I stand on her. As a yeah. psychiatrist. Yes. I did not so at all. Getting, now we're getting fun. Now we're getting the real shit. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Her as a psychiatrist. Yes. And, and being a damn good one. As a mom, essentially. Yeah. She she's the she's the she's the tiger mom here. Yeah, and I I kind of love it. And she the way she the was a soccer mom. That's what I'm gonna say. No, no, but no, the way she. Right. Yeah. I heard that's what they call themselves. I don't know. <laughs> but let's, let, let, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it a little 100. She runs that relationship with Green Arrow. She does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No question. Holds my goat. She's the alpha. She's definitely the alpha. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm. She'll punch Green Arrow in the face. Right. Right. She. Yeah. She's the alpha through and through. Uh. But yeah. Her. Like her being a great therapist and them like really talking about stuff in that in that comic. I mean that show is a real good beat. Um. Oh, there's one I, I want to talk about. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Her, when Megan and Connor are kissing each other. <gasps> And I was about she, to. She had. Uh, she lost face. her shit. She was like, "Yo, I'm about to whoop this child's ass." Right. And and that is also the first, and that's the episode where they also talk about her, um, about Miss Martians, like you know how she feels on the inside. I think that's the episode where they meet Megan Moore's, um, Marie, um, Logan. Like, oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it is. Like when she finds out, like, oh yeah, I'm actually offended by this, and you should never do this again. Like, <laughs> like, and I, and I was like, okay, this is. Uh, I get it, I'm but she's also bad. a kid, I'm right? Bad. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, like it, it was that was a good, but uh, that was a good beat for her. I I loved her arc throughout this. Like, and she was a she was a damn good one, and I love that she was their training, uh, um, their trainer as well. Like her. The arc where she, where Superboy tried to go against her and she threw him down on his ass. Ooh. I was like, yes, because she's not that girl. Like, like oh, even Batman, if Batman love, is scared of her. Know that. I love the relationship with her and Connor as his yes. first sensei, his first teacher. Yes, right. And that's I essentially that. like his first mother figure as well. Yes. Like, and... Yeah, and I, and that's honestly the first time I really thought about that. Like, I really just I thought about I sat and thought about that. I'm like, she is kind of like his mother, mother figure for real. And their their relationship is, has grown throughout that whole show. Like, and I do love that. I kind of miss that. I, you know, rewatching stuff it makes you like really think about certain things. I'm like, I never even pictured this when I first saw saw this, and now I'm like 
it gives me a whole perspective, different perspective on these characters. And I kind of loved her arc because people forget, like in the comics and in the show, she is a formidable. She is one of the greatest fighters in DC period. She is the greatest female martial artist in DC. Mm-hmm. No, 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 they said no, she's one of no, the great, the one of the one, one, one of the greatest next to Bruce. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest yeah. martial arts. Art. But even Bruce, even comics panels where Bruce says that she, she rivals him. So like there, because remember there was a for those who don't know she had a whole arc where she switched places with Shiva for like a year I think, and like she became Lady Shiva, like oh girl is not to be fucked with and she and Shiva was tra- and didn't Batman train with Shiva like come on now yeah yeah she was trained by some of his um, Bruce's um, mentors so like yeah my girl my girl can if she wants to she can she can keep up the, she can keep up with my boy it's a, James Gunn. James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this podcast, but if you want to do a Justice League, make Black Canary your spearhead. Um, can you get the canary y'all put in Birds of Prey? I like that. You like her? I, I liked her. Really? Not even gonna hold you. I liked her. Really? I liked her. It was a different beat for me, and I I'll and I was like, I kind you. of didn't it, expect it. She does more comic accurate shit. I will give it to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fair, fair. I mean, you have yeah, to. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Period. If you give me more comic accurate Black Canary, yeah, yeah, I need her to be like, I need her to be like a warrior kind of type shit. Like, I, I need her to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I that that beat, I want that in there. Like, I, even if they talk about like she used to train and all that stuff, like, cause i don't know i've always loved pretty much all iterations of canary like they haven't really done her a real bad beat like even the two canaries the three canaries technically they had her on on the arrowverse like all three of them i love um i sarah lance is i love sarah and I is love, my all my one and true uh, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, dinah dinah no not Dinah. yes no dinah came no um Oh yeah, the third one. Oh, you talking about Laurel? Okay, okay, okay. I like Laurel. I was very upset that they didn't bring her back at any point. Like, I was kind of upset. I kind of wanted them to bring her back. Yes, they did. Like, well, I mean, to life. Bring her back to life for real, for real. Like, I I do love Black Siren coming in. She was a from Earth Two. She was actually a great beat that I didn't expect me to love. Her being uh, like a central part of the thing, but. When they show her arc, like becoming a hero again, especially after Quentin dies, it's a great. That was a great yeah. beat. But um, that the third one who was a cop, I don't know why I liked her so much, and I, well, I kind of I will say loved the third her. One's more comic accurate. Yeah. Which yeah. Is weird. It messed with me a little bit. I liked her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We we we're going off topic. Stay focused. Right. If they mix Sarah and her together, that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, okay. So we talked about Batman. We talked about Canary. Talks about Shazam, Red Tornado. Red Tornado. That man had that man had a good. He was a good arc, um, especially when you find out that he was um, he was taken over by his science by the scientists who created him, mm-hmm. and um, Superman feeling betrayed, like feeling like really upset. Like throughout the arc, once they find out that he's upset, like that he betrays them. He Superboy instantly goes viscerally angry every time they talk about Red Tornado, and the fact that um, Calder Calder had to tell him, "Well, 
if this is the case, then he's being controlled under his whim by the person who created him to be a weapon. And I think you would, I would think of all people, you would understand how that feels. And he instantly gets it. Like that was a great, that was a great, I, I was like, okay, go off Calder, go off Calder. Like that's why he is team leader and team leader is him. Like, and I loved oh, it. Oh, my favorite Aqualand moment was like, listen, y'all don't want me as leader. I'll leave everybody here right now. And y'all, y'all figure that, it out. Batman that. has no. Listen, if I gotta be the Batman of this team, so be it. Batman, like, kick rock. That was amazing. Yes, like that whole arc when he um when you find well when they find out that well when Con when Calder reveals the whole um to to Batman and Connor overhears that the mole um that Red Tornado could possibly be the mole. Like and every the whole team goes off and now they don't know if they should um they should trust Calder but in actuality that's what a leader does if he finds out there's a mole in the team of course I wouldn't tell anyone even if it is my close friends I'm gonna wait until I get all the facts yeah. and like they eventually figured it out by the end of that episode because look because they they all couldn't keep their shit together when they were going and every like every time like somebody made a thing he was like. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep them together and when Captain Marvel was like, "Well, why didn't you give them orders?" Like he's like, "Say what you want, but when Batman talks, they listen." So like you have to be a leader and like he ends up stepping up and it also proved like with Captain Marvel, yes, he's a kid, but he's also a hero at the end of the day and I do love that his episode when they were picking Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no. He's a kid that he specifically says Batman tells you to do something, you do it. No right. that. Batman's trying to keep you alive. Right. Like even Captain Marvel's like, yeah, I like when he the way he talks to you, I have problems with it sometimes, but I have to realize it's not about me. It's about, you know, keeping uh, right, keeping everybody alive and doing the right thing. And that and that was a good that was a good little arc. Like he was like, say what you want, but Batman gets gets it done because everybody listens to him, and that's that was a a good like solidifying moment for Calder because he was like that's when he first really became a leader for real for real. He's like, look, if you don't want me here, I will happily resign after this mission. But until then, we are on the mission, so we got to get this done and get In do what we got to do. Get your shit and let's go. <laughs> right, right. You and you can either get your shit, or you can get out. Yes. Yes, you can make a decision. The choice is yours, cause that their whole yeah that that whole um arc of them figuring out finding out who the 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 uh, the, the traitor is is really a uh, arc, and we didn't even really get to talk about Red Arrow before we get into the traitor oh, no. of it all. No, yeah. So um yeah, let's talk about Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Like is like the race of X of it all. The bad boy, if you will, he's Green mm-hmm. Arrow. Green, Green Arrow. Oh my God, I'm screwing this up. He's mm-hmm. Green Arrow's protege. Psychic. Yeah. Not a second. First. Psy- no, I said psychic. Oh, psychic. I say protege. Mm-hmm. But you say psychic. Either way, same thing. And, yeah, same thing. Uh, what you don't see, Green Arrow kind of treats Roy kind of like crap. And that's been like that throughout the comics. Like, you, do you remember? Okay, do you remember when he says he sent Roy to investigate um, Cadmus mm-hmm. before he gets kidnapped? I feel mm-hmm. like he should have not have went by himself. Yes, but 
also, I think that is, if he didn't, I think that is also, Speedy wouldn't trust him. Like, I feel like it is kind of 50-50. He shouldn't have sent him by himself in certain missions, but Speedy is one of those people from the jump of the um of the show, you can tell that he needs to do things himself or he like he doesn't like to feel sidelined yeah go on your own yeah something like that you should have not win by yourself at all and yes but also speedy is not one of those people to think that he can handle things by like think that he can't handle things by himself he kind of gives me a jason todd kind of feel at that aspect too because like he kind of feels like oh i can do this like there's a reason or and i don't want to prove you right that you didn't think i could do it kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i feel like he would have done it anyway even if he was told not to so like that because that that has always been indicative who he is like i do love the fact that they established that he is the oldest one of them all Mm -hmm. um and but the fact that he doesn't like to be sidelined and the fact that he thinks that everything is a test or everything because honestly like when you think like when i rewatch it i'm like Green Arrow has been like pretty straightforward with you going forward. Like he told he, you are the only sidekick to know about the um about the satellite the on um, the Justice League satellite where they really are. And like he, through the beat, like you can tell like Green Arrow wants to be to work with you and partner with you, but like he's not going to put you in all these situations that he goes through because he still like you know cares for you because you're technically his son. Like let's let's call it what it is. Like so when you you don't want to put him in these situations but at the same time you know he calder is well i'm not calder red arrow is definitely one of those people that you have to because he that's the only way he's going to learn and i love that beat and oliver is a flawed like oliver queen green arrow is a flawed parent but he thank you kids he just made a massive massive mistake that plays out throughout the show Mm -hmm. he gets it together like so like the heroes of Young Justice, right. the Justice League itself, they're not exactly perfect characters. They've done exactly. some stuff that they're not proud of, but they're still trying to be heroes. And it's a world where essentially it's like Mission Impossible. There's always some darkness lurking in the background. Right. There's always some secret that's about to come out. And there was always some effed up lie to be told. And that's right. what made these heroes genuinely real like you we can live in a world where the justice league exists with giant monsters mythical creatures uh, mm-hmm. uh, a secret organization that's hell-bent on um <clears throat> making humanity better so they mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. go dominate the universe as a, as a supposed to because i my name is vandal savage and uh, we, we feel the need to be better than the universe because somewhere out there spoiler for season two there's another um world that like thinks that they're gonna be better than us and they have like little demons hmm. and they're coming for earth but we can't talk about that yet because that's only a plot point in season two right yeah oof like yeah and season two just gets more intense like we won't get into or we, we're not gonna talk about it now but yeah the five-year jump it, it just goes straight into it and that's it what i love about mad. it it made I was kind of too, right? It made me mad. A little bit. This should have not happened. A little happened. bit. I was mad for like maybe two episodes. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to hold you. Like, it took me a minute to get into because I was like, I, what happened in between that time? Like, that, and that's honestly, and that was when I first thought, like, y'all know, I, I think I've said it before on here and I said it on my TikTok. That's why Justice League should have been a spinoff show. 
because that would have been a perfect time to pick up on Justice League. And Justice League could just be what Young Justice is. It could talk about what happened in that five-year jump and also just, like, show little things of the Young Justice in between that time of them growing into this. Like, that would have been a perfect arc for them. I would have been okay with a Justice League show. Like, let's take your idea and then let's do, like, what happens before Young Justice form. Hmm. Like, hmm, let's okay. say season one, you set up like what the the origin of the league, the present day, all that stuff that leads up into the events of the end of season one. Yeah, but I feel like we've already we've already seen a reforming of Justice League a lot. So that's why I was like, I I feel like that will be. I feel like if at least we do, I, I feel like we should at least do it to where they're doing it, where they're expanding the the group because that gives us a chance to really get to know other characters and if we jump into the origin i think we can do an episode where we show how they met and then show like different origins of each character mm-hmm. i feel like that could still that could still work like as long as we don't just make it at them start a beginning the, of them and you get the origins of the light as well exactly i i would like the origins of the light more i and i feel like that the justice league is a good um one to do it in because like you said like they show these characters are flawed and but they're heroes at the end of the day and each of them like because and i don't know why that keeps coming to my head but the episode when they're picking um new new characters i mean well new team members and um Wonder Woman specifically talks about how, like, like you said, I'm um, talking about night about how Dick um was chosen when he was nearly nine. She was like, um, but, and, but it was also because uh, Batman was advocating for Captain Marvel to stay when they found out that he was a child. And side note, I forgot the child, the child episode when the child and the the children and the adults were in different universes. Yes. that was a good episode. Oh, I love that episode. Having the power to go back and forth. Yes, exactly. I don't know why. I, lo- I always love a, a child-separated parents, a child and adult-separated world kind of episode. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of the Justice League episode when they were kids, and it, it just, it, I love it. <laughs> uh, John Stewart with glasses. I, I loved it. It was adorable. It was adorable. Oh, uh, but, um, but, oh, and I love that they established, like, a Green Lantern. John Stewart is the first Green Lantern we get to meet in this in this show. I, I, I kind of really much love that. No, it was him. Um, it was um when they're construct when they're helping reconstruct something or helping um put something together. It's John Stewart who's helping them, okay. and um we see how the second time. I I do love the fact. Well, I do love the one when they're picking and it was like, well, we have a third Green Lantern here on Earth. And we should just like, add no. him. No, <laughs> right? Both him and Hal say no. But he said, but Guy Gardner seems like a no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. He is the adult Jason Todd to me. Yeah, man. So, I, well. Oh, wait, are we done talking about Red Arrow? I forgot. Yeah, go, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go, no, I, I think, yeah, I think we're good on Red Arrow. All right, I feel like there's something else. I do, I love the, um, the, the episode when he goes and infiltrates, um, he helps Lex Luthor when he has to ask for help by Calder. And they, um, he has to help Lex Luthor knowing he hates Lex Luthor. Like, that was a great episode. And, like, it's our first real introduction of him and Cheshire Cat. Because, for those who don't know, him and Cheshire Cat. Right. 
they are the they are the the right they are the bad guy good guy of it all they they end up hooking up we never really get to see how they hook up not even in the comics i don't think we never get to see how they miraculously make this child but in the future they will make uh leanne I mean, you know, you know how a child is made i mean really you know specify. when a man and a woman love each other really much and their stuff touches when the dingle hopper goes in the floopsie whoops it. She's got daddy issues. That's okay. She's got a little dad. Who who amongst us doesn't have daddy issues? Speaking for myself, stop talking that loud. <laughs> uh, but but I lo- I love that little I loved his arc um of him being the stubborn one and not like, and I do love the solidarity that the other kids have with him, like knowing that they are the original four. And like, they were like, anytime you want to come onto the team, you can come to the team. But like, he makes it a point to be stubborn. And that's kind of always been his arc. Um, and the whole, um, what is the dude's name? Guardian in the first season, how he ends up being his, nephew being um roy harper's uncle yeah. quote unquote and i was like okay look, this is this is this is crazy i was like this is i like how they relate all of them together and right and wait till we get to to genome city i i love i don't know why but i love the genome city as well and i love that connor sees them as his brothers and sisters that was a good little beat um for them as well, well my only one bit of contention with connor Connor was a superhero in Hawaii, and they didn't have them go to Hawaii. Huh. I didn't know that as well. Oh, yeah. The, the OG the OG Superboy run, Connor's mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Connor... I like that. Yeah, man. It, it's... It, oh, it makes me so happy. Because it's like... Connor's in Hawaii. He's a superhero. He's fighting like King Shark and all these like C-list Superman villains. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Oh, okay. Think we're wrapping up on season one? And okay, yeah. Two? Let's get to the traitor of it all. Um. So, yeah, we find out that the traitor all this time after everybody has had a whole... Because we find out that a lot of them have a have a motive as to why they're being traitors and to why they, you know, shouldn't be trusted. But we end up finding out that it was Red Arrow the whole time. And that is a character beat because he you loops. They get they make you they kept right. you guessing. They kept you guessing Connor, because it been. he was barely Megan, in the show. Huh? huh? Right. Yeah. I was like, no. Cause I was like, he was barely in the show. Yeah. Just right. Yeah, but but yeah, it could have been Connor. It could have been Megan. It could have been Artemis. Like just to keep her secret identity. He them for figuring out who her parents were like mm-hmm. all these things like and most of them let's be honest let's call it what it is they were stupid ass reasons why y'all shouldn't have told them like why y'all could have been a mole like i was like y'all should have just told them like all this could be avoided if y'all just like have communication <laughs> if if you just talk to me we could have been good just talk right to talk to me but like Miss um, Martian, fi- like, but Miss Martian, like, not telling them about the White Martian thing. I get it, um, but they don't know that much about White Martians to make that distinction for you. Like, and especially if you tell them that, like, you are 
John uh, John's uh, actual dot um niece, which I did love that they rec that they like retcon that she is his actual niece in this, mm-hmm. and not just you know an adoptive niece like in the uh, comics. Like I I do love that they like did the mixed family re- thing, which we will get into later. No spoilers, yeah. but I I do love. For, well, I might as well spoil that. Uh, John is a uh, and his family are have white Martians in them, so yeah. Think of that what you. Take that what you will. Take take that how you will. Try not to laugh. He a look. He a dark skin and a light skin. He 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 a little mix. He a little mix. That's you and ity folks. What? You and ity That's Ebony and Ivory right there. Or I guess Ivy and Ivory. Look, uh, right. we we love it. So, Young Justice as a whole, your thoughts? Um, it is a show that is much needed. It's it's one of the great like superhero shows for me. Like it goes up there with like Justice League, like I said before, and X Men. Like I I think it was a, and it's not many times that you get to see not only a cartoon but a superhero cartoon talk about the topics that they talk about. And do it in a way that it's not feel like it's being forced, and but it does it in a way where it mixed the superhero in the superhero aspect in with the reality of it, and like because like the character Halo, who I um who I did um who I am doing a video on my TikTok, that she's she is a compelling character, and I just like the 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 topics that they talk about in a way that seems like it's still superhero stuff that they're dealing with but also dealing with the real world consequences of that like and I, they really get into it like the further seasons going forward like especially when they when they when they leave Cartoon Network and go to Netflix first and then go to oh, young yeah. um, to it, HBO it Max whole, it's a mess it's a Oh mess. look here that's another that's one of those things like that show the the way you know how it's a good show when people when the show has been off for almost five years had, was off for like five years and people petitioned for that for five years straight and that's how they got that show back like that's how you know th- that is a that is a tour de force like yeah. for five years y'all Y'all telling me like people like me was uh, that was on this for five years like come on now because it was coming on at the same time Every time I think of it, I think of Legend of Korra because that was also the time that they were coming on. They came on right after each other, and that was part of my my Saturday cartoon ritual. Like I, I loved it, and both of those were both. Uh, stop. Um, both of those were telling stories that weren't really being told. Like I loved it. Yeah. I would say Young Justice for me was the first time you realize superheroes are real. That superheroes yes. can really. That, well, DC particular, DC heroes particular, that they weren't just gods; they were humans that made mistakes. Right. And at the end of the day, they are heroes. But no hero is not without making mistakes. No hero is without right. half troops, and the villains were just so goddamn compelling. Mm-hmm. It's just like you—you you just like on on. The, the villain aspect alone is like it's so goofy and stupid but yet they these guys make it compelling and you right. watch every every week and if you watch them in real time like I did 
I hated Cartoon Network. Oh, we're gonna order, we're gonna do this in five weeks later. Do you know? I don't even know what I'm doing in five weeks. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. They always had some kind of event or something that they were doing where I couldn't see them, and I'm like, why? So, a show note. While this is the end of part one, we are doing two, but we are waiting for a comic book, some comic book storylines to finish before we get back into comic books again. We're just going to do a lot of show, uh, TV show first, and then we'll switch back over to comic books. I mean, right now, right. Dark Web is wrapping up next next month. Mm-hmm. Sins of Sinister's uh, Sins of Sinister starts. And, uh, Oof, can't and, wait. And my of uh, my, we are gonna read this run live. Avengers, the new Avengers run starts in May, so we're gonna slowly, slowly, we'll go back and forth. TV, comic books, TV, comic books, movies right. will always be prevalent. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's any day now we're gonna get the announcement of James Gunn's uh, DC lineup, and we'll talk about that here. And, yeah, you know, definitely. So we back. We back, kids. We back. You might even get two episodes from us this week for the delay because work life mm-hmm. got away. So <laughs> get ready. Get ready. All right. We're going to get out of here. I'm Antonio Augusto, Ant Life Rants on IG, Ant Life Rants on TikTok, all of that. Tell me, tell me your socials. All right, for um, thanks for listening, y'all. This is Aaron Rhodes. Y'all can catch me at at Kim Krakoa on TikTok and Twitter. Um, find me there, and you will see my videos and my nerdy tick tweets. <laughs> oh, and if you leave us a five star review or any review, you know any review, if you leave a review, right, and and leave a question, we'll answer it on the podcast. Right, or you can write us on our um on our twitters as well, or on my uh um on TikTok if you want to, or, like just give us some questions. Yes, geek culture. culture on Facebook. Yeah, I am me and Aaron on the admins. Matter of fact, let's make it easy. Leave a review about the podcast on Life Rants and Geek Culture on Facebook. Right, we got you. Right, yeah. we love the and feedback. We'll read it out loud. And you know, if you want to criticize us, listen, we are get, we are young podcast. We are getting better. I promise right. you, we are getting better. Right. I personally, I personally love the the feedback. Look, if I'm if I'm doing bad, y'all let me know. Like, but and, right, be respectful. Don't get crazy. Right. Don't get crazy. Right, because I I will air. Uh, sorry for the language, people, but I will air a bitch out. So just. Be easy, because um, y'all know, like Erica Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I just air you out publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Oh yeah, this can this can be brought to you. This can be brought to you by. <laughs> this can be a sponsored ass whooping if you need it to be. Um, it just, it just, it just. You just let me know if it needs to be in person or y'all need a a, a, a virtual uh, ass kicking. I I can I can read you either way. Yeah, and if you don't like that, you could. All right, we out here. Bye. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of dicking these hoes, granddaddy. Well, that's too damn bad. It's too damn bad. Come on, get all these snacks. Oh, what? Get oh, to digging, bitch. Me, what was it? The count? One smack, two smack. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Peace. Bye,